expansion no more struggle no more challenges no more battle because there comes a time where you need to rest from your battle and God said after today you shall rest from your battle the battle of your marriage the battle of your business the battle of your finances the battle of your sickness the battle of your shame the battle of your disgrace the battle of your setback the battle of the pains you don't want to forget God said you will rest from your battle And now, today's message with God's servant, Reverend Ismaila Awudu, head pastor ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Dagon. I'm speaking with you on the topic, Christian growth and maturity. We are going to study Christian growth and maturity. One of the things that we have to understand is that everything else about our life is centered on one thing, that knowing Jesus and if you, whatever we do, if we do not experience him or know him, it amounts to nothing. Many times we deceive ourselves to believe that as long as somebody has stayed in church or has been a Christian, is a sign of maturity and growth. But events and situations over a period has proven that growth in Christendom is not measured by how long one has been a Christian but it's measured by how long one has been able to exercise the word of God and be able to know practically what God is expects from that person when it comes to his ways and the way he does things. Bible says that God revealed himself to the children of Israel. But the children of Israel knows the acts of God, the acts of God, which is the signs, the wonders, the miracle. The, 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 the clouds that led them by, by day and then the, the pillar of fire that led them by night and the parting of the Red Sea and all the food which is the manna and everything. But because they did not know him by his ways, anytime they get into challenges or difficulty, the children of Israel get despair. And if you know it from Exodus to the promised land, it was a whole challenge and that Bible says that the, the generation that came out of Egypt, the only people that survived that whole generation was only Caleb and Joshua, who actually could be traced to the old generation that have that touch of Egypt. But the rest of all parents and families and everybody died in the wilderness. And, and it's only their children that went into the promised land. Now, it simply explains to you that no matter how interactions got out for them, God came down in, in lightnings and tenderings and experiences with them. But in the midst of all of that, they still could not relate to God. Are you there with me? So they only got um, interested in the acts of God, which is the miracles and the, and the tenderings and the phenomenon that came out. They did not mature. They did not grow. So it means, therefore, that spiritual growth is not proportionate to 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 methodical growth or, or or chronological growth or age growth so for instance you say you are 30 years it doesn't mean that means that you are matured enough in the lord so age is inconsequential when it comes to christian maturity somebody could be born again today and in less than a month he is able to understand what who God is because Bible says that and Moses knew God by his ways and not only by his arts. 
And God wants you and I to know him and to know his ways and not only his acts. Can I hear an amen? You and I can be able to stand and be able to know what is right and what is not right at any time. So I'm taking you on this journey. I'm taking you on a journey of Christian maturity and growth. So that there are a lot of us in Christendom that we have had stunted growth. And standard growth is a growth that actually um, is defined by a tree or a seed that has the potential to be taller than itself. But it gets to a point and it gets trapped. So it's not able to grow any longer. And you can see that tree as old as it is. Its stump can be very big, but it doesn't have the power to expand. And whenever you become stunted in terms of growth, you become dangerous. You become dangerous. We are having a lot of Christians working today, very dangerous and toxic and poison Christians. Very, very dangerous. So you find out that there is no character, there is no discipline, there is no order, there is no sincerity. We do things anyhow without the fear of the Lord. Because the truth of the matter is that the truth is not in us. We have not yet known him who is he. We have many people preaching about Jesus, but they don't really know the Jesus they are talking about. We have many people carrying big Bibles and coming to church and writing notes after notes, but they don't still know Jesus. And the thing is not about confessing, but it's about working with him and experiencing him. So I want you to follow me closely on this journey that the, all the things we are having on this earth, what qualifies us to make heaven is Christian growth and maturity. It doesn't matter what name you are, who you are, what you will be, or a king or queen or whatever, or a pope. None of it can qualify you and I to heaven because titles don't open the doors of heaven. It takes your Christian maturity. On the day of rapture, the only way you and I can be raptured if we are not dead by then and we are living is that the magnetic pool, which is the seal of the Holy Spirit upon our forehead, is an authentication and endorsement that God knows you and God knows me. And it is by that authentication that when he appears in the heavens, he will not come to select anybody. By that authentication, you are just pulled up together with him because when you put a magnetic force in the sun, it will definitely attract every metal to himself. So immediately he appears in the clouds once you have that character, which is the discipline, the, the turn around, the, the ability of exhibiting and, or, or radiating his glory and who he is, instantly you are caught up with him. And that is why the scriptures clearly state that we should keep our garments pure and our head not to lack oil. Because you see, the purity, uh, the more your garment becomes purer, the more you draw closer, the more you become firm in him, the more the things of this world doesn't suffice you any longer. But the things of above begins to saturate your mind and your being. And, and you begin to walk in that grace and that light. Then you begin to bear the fruit, what we call the fruit of the spirit. Am I talking to somebody here? And when you begin to enter into those levels of the callings and the corridors of God's grace, then the peace that passes all understanding begins now to garnish your heart, your mind, your soul, your spirit, and your body. So you will understand that it's, it's, a, it's a whole lot of thing that you, you realize that your glory begins to radiate every day. It radiates every day. It radiates every day. It radiates every day. Then you are beginning because we change from glory to glory. And so the Bible says we should work out our salvation with what? Fear and trembling. Matthew chapter 5 verse 7, 13 to 17. 
He said, you are the salt of the earth. You are the salt of the earth. So, is, who is he referring to? This is the famous beatitude. You hear the beatitude of Christ, which gives prayer, talks about Christian character, talks about everything. And this is explaining to us that you and I, in Christ, we are the salt of the earth. Now, salt as components or characteristics. A salt is able to season. A salt has taste. A salt gives this flavor. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So, salt is medicinal. Salt does so many things in the life of, of people because you, your body, your bones and everything is salt. Are you following me? Your blood composition is salt. Your eye, your everything is salt. So, salt is critical. Salt gives the taste to the food you eat. It gives the taste to whatever. And he's saying that you and I, we are the salt of the earth. We are the salt of the earth. Christian character and maturity. It means that as a believer, anywhere you enter, you cannot be ignored. That is why you realize that people look at you and say, are you not a Christian? And you behave there. Sometimes you ask yourself, why would they allude that to me? But the truth of the matter is that your father and my father have set a standard that we are the salt of the earth. Say the salt of the earth. Tell somebody, I am the salt of the earth. So anytime you are walking by your growth, you should identify that you are a salt and not a kerosene. He didn't say you are the kerosene of the earth or the gas oil of the earth or the toxic of the earth. He said you are the salt of the earth. So your nature and my nature is a salt nature. Are you there with me? It's a salt nature. So we are the salt of the earth. But he went on and said, but if the salt loses its flavor, which means that the salt has a role to play, the salt has its significance, the salt has its importance. And he's saying that if the importance or the characteristics of the salt is not there, it's not there, that is the flavor, how shall it be seasoned? If the salt, if the component or the potency of the salt is extracted. The salt does not work again. The salt becomes useless. I, I, you understand what I'm saying? The salt does not give what it's supposed to be. So you and I, there is a certain kind of flavor we need to give. But he's saying that if we should lose that flavor, then it means that we cannot be as he wants us to be. So that is what Bible says that on the last day, some will come and said, Lord, 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 I did this in your name. I did that in your name. And he will tell them, go away for I do not know you. Because there should be that flavor in your life that can make me identify with you. Because likes are attracted by likes. Am I talking to somebody? So he says that if the soul loses its taste, and there are a lot of us that have lost our taste, our flavor. So yes, we are salt alright, but we cannot season. You know that there are certain salt you can't use. Because it doesn't have the component or the characteristics that is able to transform or to function in the area it's supposed to be. So it's lost its taste. For instance, we say the, the dead sea, not because the sea is dead. It's alive. When you go there, you see it in Jerusalem, it's dead. But the reason why it's a dead sea is that it has its own functions that is supposed to function. Every sea have to flow into a, a, whatever you call it, into, into a bigger sea or to flow. And then 
other rivers will enter into it and they take their source and their strength from there. But this one does not flow and it doesn't supply and doesn't attract. So it has, it has lost its value and its purpose. So you say it is dead. So in the same way, you can get a lot of believers working today, but we are not sold because listen, he said, it is, he said if he's losing his taste, which is his seasoning ability and his power, it is then good for nothing. It is then good for nothing. But to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. Which means that anytime you and I fail to function in our status assault, the world has no flavor. That means it takes you and I to determine the rhythm of the world. The dance by which they are supposed to dance. The way they have to be. So in your company, you are a Christian because you are supposed to be a salt in that company to change the attitude of that company, the characteristics of that company, the behavior of that company. You find yourself in that marriage. You are supposed to be a salt which is an example of other marriages. So any marriage that comes around you, you have to season it with the flavor that is coming out of your marriage. When anybody has an encounter with you and said you are a leader, a deacon, or a chorister, or an usher in the house of the Lord, a pastor, you are you are supposed to be able to to contaminate and affect the person positively are you understanding me because salt anytime salt entered into something you will notice that it is there so that is one thing but he said when he loses that power to influence that is the seasoning to influence it is useless so which means that you and i in our christian character and maturity god called us to become influential So, in our influence, influence can be negative or positive, but this one, he called us to become more positive influences. And that is your character and my character. But the question I want to ask you tonight is that, look into your life right now. By the time I finish with you, you can situate yourself very well. And you really know whether you are in the faith or you are out of the faith. It's not about the clothes you wear. It's not about the titles you have. Because all these things are not relevant to God. But it is about how your life that he is building has become what he wants him to be. And he says, influence is no more. We become like dormant. And today you realize that the church is not respected. You realize that Christians cannot be trusted. Are you understanding me? Because you, you, and, and you hear people saying that it's better to do business with, an, with a non-believer than to be a business with even a believer. So now in those days, the church has a voice. When the world is in chaos and the church lifts up its voice, everybody will sit up and listen. Now Islam even has more voice than even Christianity. And we are gradually slipping into the dark ages and the dark eras. Where the people only thought of what they are going to gain in church than who they have come to believe in. So now Christianity is a sticker. As long as I have a sticker behind my car, I am a Christian. Can I move on? This church... I want you to know that you came in for me to prepare you for heaven. And not only to be relevant on earth. That is why I don't compromise the standard of the gospel. It doesn't matter how you describe me or what name you call me. 
I will always stand for discipline and the truth. And I will never burn it by modernism. Because I will give an account of every soul when I stand before the judgment throne. And Paul said, I have preached the total gospel that the blood of any shall not be upon my head. On the day of judgment, you will never have an excuse to say, Reverend Ismaila did not tell me. That is why here, if you remember here, you know that when it comes to prophecy, your pastor can prophesy. When it comes to power, I will demonstrate it to whatever level. When it comes to the word, I will preach it to you. When it comes to speaking to you in wisdom, you know that I am not daft when it comes to academics. And that is for proof to let you know that God is a total gospel and a total package. So that you will not stand one day and give an excuse that I didn't know. And Bible said, to whom much is given, much is required. So that makes this church a very dangerous church. In the sense that one day when you stand before God, you cannot have any excuse. Because everything that you desire from the Lord, the Lord gave you. Can I move on? So those of us who will not only be hearing and to passing through here and going, no problem. It is being chronicled. He said, you are the light of the world. Tell somebody, say, you are the light of the world. Now, as we sit in this place right now, there is an illumination, which is the light. In the same thing, of course, now we can even describe it better. When your light goes off and there is darkness, and you want the same room you have been walking in, if the light goes off, you start hitting your feet against things. All of a sudden, you start to feel the same place as if you are lost. But you have been in that room and your movement becomes slower and very calculated and careful. But in the same atmosphere, let the light be turned on. You will see yourself briskly walking and doing everything. Why? You are able to achieve that because the light gives you that perceptiveness, the ability to see and be able to do what you want to do faster. But darkness limits your flow. And he says that you are the light of the world. In other words, when the whole world rises up, we are those that light the world's light. We are the switch controllers and we are the power carriers to be able to give us what we are looking for. So he said that we are the source of the power of the world. So anytime you and I are speaking of societal corruption, we are speaking of presidential corruptions, we are speaking of chaos, of ISIS, we are speaking of, 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 of all the, the challenges that is going on in the world, then we have to come back to ourselves and not point any finger to anybody. We have to point the finger to the church and to you and I. Because all the top world musicians you can ever think of, from the Beyonce's to the late Bob Marley to the Peter Tosh and to everything and come to Ghana to the Shatawales and all those things, they were all product of the church. Some parents are even pastors, deacons, whatever. Go and interview them, they will tell you. So what was wrong? Because you see, we, we, we were attracted by the charisma instead of the character. 
The charisma is the glory, is the flow, is the is the titles, is the is the positions, is whatever. But the character is the fruit which we which God wants you and I to have. So he said, We are the light of the world. In other words, anytime you enter into a place where there is darkness, immediately you get there, they should know you have arrived. You see, there are a lot of you when people look at you, they are confused as to who you are. So when something should happen today, that even if you have done it, there are people who will not doubt you. Even when you have not done it, they will believe you did it. Because some of us, you are not straightforward. People cannot, dis- when you are sleeping and you tap the person, who is this person? You cannot be able to describe the person. And whenever it is like that, ladies and gentlemen, check your life. Because anytime man begins to lose trust in your sincerity and your honesty, then you are doomed. This message continues after the break. From the ministry of Reverend Ismaila Awudu, get these life-changing, inspirational, and spirit-filled books. The Mystery of Greatness, At Thy Word, Church Membership, The Blueprint of Marriage, and any other ministry products of his. You can get these in electronic format by purchase through downloading Reverend Ismaila Awudu's app from the App Store or Google Play Store. You can also purchase this book and other ministry products at the ICGC Yahweh Temple, Otinshi American House Last Stop, East Legon. Reach us on telephone, plus 233-277-250420 or plus 233-249-393361. Email us, revismila at gmail.com. Visit our website, icgcislegon.com. Grab your copies now and experience a change in your life. Welcome back. Hello. There are people when they want to do business or transaction with people, they look at them twice. He said, you are the light of the world. The light of the world. So we play a very significant role. And he said, a city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. In other words, every believer, every child of God, anywhere you enter, the people cannot ignore you. In your office, they should not be able to ignore you. When they are speaking of profanity and they are speaking of, of different things, when you enter this, you know that, hey, the pastor is here. On your WhatsApp platforms and your group platforms, when they are discussing things and you post in one contribution, all the platforms should be silent for people to think before they respond. Am I preaching to somebody here? When you meet your colleagues and they are talking, they should know your position and what you stand for and what you believe in. And that is a Christian. That is a child of God. Your yay is your yay and your nay is your nay. There is no in between. You see, Bible said that be transformed by the word. But we have become conformed to the world. So we are not able to transform the world again. We are conformed to the world. So instead of the church being the light and the salt, now the world is now the light and the salt. So you see where the chaos is. It's like instead of the cat being behind the wheel, now the cat is ahead of the wheel. So the way the world will dress, the church will dress. The way the world will dance, the church will dance. Who are we? Ask somebody, who are you? Ask the person, who are you as a child of God? 
Who are you? When the world is wearing bikinis, the church is wearing a bikini. So who are we? How are we influencing? How are we seasoning? When, when the world is pumping their, their boots and their breasts, the church is pumping their boots and their breasts. Hello. Are you there? When we have to set a standard for the world to know that gayism and lesbianism is not right, the church are involved in gayism and lesbianism. So where is the seasoning and where is the light? When the world is lying, the church is also lying. So who is copying from who? When the when the world is becoming disloyal by the day, the church is becoming more disloyal by the day. So where is the standard? Every book you read from Kiyosaki to, to John C. Maxwell's to everything were all taken from the Bible. Including all the top religions you can think of from Islam to Buddhism to Shintoism to Zoroastrianism to, to whatever religion, they all will identify with your Bible and my Bible. Though they might not agree with everything, but they still know that they can trace something of our Bible to justify something of the authenticity of their religion. Even the ISIS, with all that they are doing, they believe that they are doing it towards the apostasy and towards the apocalypse and that they know that eventually Jesus will meet them in Jerusalem and he will save them. Everything that is going on in the world where religious politics and infightings Anything they are doing, they are doing with one error of a scripture they are picked. And they are holding on to it. Suicide bombers believed that as they kill you, they will make heaven and they will have virgins. So that is a motivation enough for them to do whatever they are doing. Where is the light of the world? Where is the salt? All of you. With all the slogans and everything that we are saying, you can even feel it in, the, in a normal way. I'm using this as a, a scenario. You see how you are saying it. In the same way you and I have, are also having a challenge with the world. So the whole world is also demonstrating against us. Anytime anybody is going to hell, there is a placard lifted against you and I. Anytime anybody is in prostitution, there is a placard lifted against you and I. Anytime politicians are creating problems, there is a placard lifted in heaven, which is a protest against us. So before we are quick to take the speck out of somebody's eyes, let's take it first from our eyes. So if you are a believer, you enter into politics, you should be seen as an example. You see, the light and the salt is a marking scheme. And a marking scheme is the standard. It doesn't matter what English you write. When I am marking as a teacher or a, 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 a marker, an examiner, when an examiner is marking, the examiner has a different sheet. And there are certain keywords the examiner is looking for. 
So in all that so many things you are, you've written down, it is the key words. When you see the key words, so he marked. If you get your script, you realize they're marking, they mark. They are not just marking. They mark those key words and that is what scores your points for you. So somebody can write, write a half sheet but could score higher marks. You wrote back to back and you failed. So tell somebody God has his marking scheme. And we are working towards the marking scheme of God, not our scheme. Not the scheme of Pastor Smiler, not the scheme of ICGs, not the scheme of a Methodist or Anglican or whatever. We are working towards the scheme of God, the marking scheme. And the marking scheme of God is the word of God. He said, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Cannot be hidden. In other words, if power is available, power should be seen. Light should be seen. And he went on to say, he said, now do they light a lamp and put it under a basket? Do you light your lamp? There is darkness, so you are lighting your lamp and then you are putting your lamp under a chair that you should not be seen. No. He said, but on a lamp stand, there is a place you place the light. And it gives light to all who are in the house. So you and I are supposed to give light to the world. So anytime you are hearing the cries in the world, the hues in the world, the challenges in the world, don't blame any politician. Don't blame anybody. Blame the church. Ask yourself, what role am I playing? In any way. Are we having traditionalists in our politics all over the world? Or we are having Christians? If the person is not a Catholic, it's a Methodist. It's an Anglican. It's a charismatic believer. So do you know that if indeed we are really working with the standard of what God wanted us to be, to occupy till he come, do you think we have the challenge we are all having? Oh no, I'm talking to you. Do you think we have the challenge we are having? So who is failing the world? Talk to me. Who is failing the world? I preached somewhere and I said that congregation members have even turned pastors into thieves and lies. The pressure of the people to perform. So what he doesn't see, he has to see by force. <laughs> Amen. So he has to see by force. Because the church is no more enduring sound doctrine. I believe even what I'm sharing this morning, somebody feels like I should disappear from this stage. So anytime we are being spoken to, to our character and attitude, we get offended. Because I want you to praise me instead of correcting me. But the word of God is a two-edged sword. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. They may see your good works and my good works. And he said that they may see your good works and glorify your father in what? In heaven. So it means that anytime we appear, people say, ah, I wish to belong to these people. In the book of Acts, 
about, about Jesus and the disciples. When Jesus left them, they were walking in the in Antioch of Pisidia, Pisidia, sorry, and, and nobody knew them that they were walking after Jesus has left them. But the people could observe the way they were walking, the way they were talking, the way they were behaving. Christ has rubbed on them so much so that they are radiating who he is. And that is the symbols we are having there. When you look into a mirror, you reflect an image. And in that mirror, you don't see yourself, you have to see Christ. You have to see Christ. And that is why our general overseer came out with this year's theme as perfection. That it's about time for the church to begin to see, we begin to see Christ in the church and not ourselves. So the woman is looking into the mirror and the woman is not seeing herself. Though her image should have appeared, but it is the image of Christ that has appeared. In other words, we, she is like Christ and that is the standard God wants you and I to become. The image. The image. So when people look at it, they celebrate. In your area, they should not tempt you as the most quarrelsome person in that house. So there are people today you cannot evangelize. You can't tell anybody Jesus loves you because you know and you know that even you don't want anybody even to know that you're a Christian. That's why some of you cannot even talk that you belong to Yahweh Temple. And it is true. You have met your friends. They are bold enough to speak to you about their church. But you have never been bold enough to speak. Because you know that they know you. So they are trying even to convert you. Sometimes they even witness to you. Instead of you witnessing to them. Hello? You cannot be bold enough to take your Bible and walk out of that house. For people to see that you are going to church. very much for listening. This is a message from ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Legon. We know you've been blessed by God's word. For more quality and practical teachings of Reverend Ismaila Abudu, visit us online at www.icgceastlegon.com or email to yahwehtempleicgc at gmail.com or call us on 057-2260-434 or 057-2260-435. You can also worship with us on Sundays from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. On Tuesdays at 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. for our empowerment teaching service and Fridays at 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. for our breakthrough prayer service. You can also connect with us on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. God bless you.